you will be happy to know that I am prepared with both my headphones and my microphone. This wow, very good. You found it. <laughs> I did find it. Where was it? Well, it wasn't in the box. I found the box and I was oh. like, great, I'm all ready. And then I opened the box and it wasn't in there. And I was like, shit. And then I was like, well, where would it be? And then it was just sitting on a shelf on my desk in a plastic bag. I figured it might be near your desk. That seemed like an appropriate place. The the desk that has not been unpacked since I moved in July. I'm not saying that it was accessible on said <laughs> desk. It just is a desk thing. I'm thinking your mom is putting things away. She goes, hmm, where does this go? Desk. It's a desk thing. Yeah, probably. Shocking news, I'm sick again. I swear to God, you have like the worst immune system I've ever heard of, and we know someone with an autoimmune disorder. (laughs) I went to text my bosses this morning to be like, I'm not coming to work today. Um, And the last message I had texted them was about coming back into work from being sick in August. And you know I'm not lying to get out of work because it's 77 degrees outside in the middle of October right now. And I have not gone out there yet. (laughs) You know what I've done today? I ate a muffin. You know what? It's it's 3.35 and today I've eaten a muffin. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, yesterday, by about the same time, I'm not sick. But yesterday, by the same time, all I had eaten was a churro from Costco. Oh, that is also bad. However, I'm not saying that's all I've eaten today. I'm saying that's all I've done today. (laughs) True. I've (laughs) done quite a bit more today than you have. Like, I got up at noon. Got out, was like, I should probably eat something. Microwaved a muffin, ate it, and have gone back to doing nothing. You know what? That's what you should do when you're sick. Yeah. So. Um, What do you have to drink today? Oh. It's not a can, so we're going to see if this is as satisfying. All right, hold it close to the mic. That I was pretty good. That's pretty good. And that went so far across my floor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it is a bourbon barrel raspberry stout. Ooh, uh, that I've not good. had before. It Sounds is good. Very dark. Like, even... Look look at the head on that. Beautiful. It's so dark. It smells pretty good. I... It's pretty fruity. Felt it would maybe not be in my best interest to drink alcohol today. Probably a good idea. Um, some orange juice. I have no orange juice. Mm. What I do have is a piping hot glass of apple cider that may or may not be what's causing the hives-like reaction I've been experiencing for two Mm. days. So we have a review uh, of this. It's not very good. Oh no, really? Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. I don't think the raspberry works. I was going to say, raspberry and stout isn't common. It feels very artificial. 
Ooh, you want to get a different drink? Yeah, I think I'm going to switch to water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please hold. Uh, <laughs> I have to undo my entire setup. No! I, I really need to get something that, like, sits on the couch on its own. Um, or, you know, set up my desk. But that is pretty much as unpacked as yours is. So every time I have to get up, I have to move my lap desk off of me. No. See, I just put mine on the arm of my sofa. That's probably smart, but alas. Please hold. We're back. and this Welcome back. <laughs> this one's got a satisfying... Although, okay, speaking of Costco, I got um, their sparkling water. Because I, I like a little San Pellegrino, but I don't got a San Pellegrino budget. Fair, so fair, fair. Costco one. But this one, I'm pretty sure the bottle is like, the plastic bottle is cracked. How does that happen? I don't know. I don't know if you can see that. Oh. But do you see that? I do so, see that. Will this explode? If it fizzes, it's safe. It fizzed. It's like there's two layers of plastic. Okay, Costco. Well, it, it truly, that's what it is. It's there's two layers of plastic bottle. Is it supposed to be like that? Or do you think this is just a defect bottle? I think it's a defect bottle. Oh, sell it on eBay. You shouldn't have opened it. Oh, well. Okay. That's much more refreshing. <laughs> Great. Um, how have you been in the last week other than being sick? I I had a great week other than being sick. I was, like, Monday started to feel not so amazing, and I found out that one of my clients had contracted COVID. I have taken, like, four or five COVID tests, and despite having all of the COVID symptoms, not COVID? So, I don't know what I'm sick with. Yeah. Um, I had a friend visiting. Mm -hmm. He left on Wednesday. And we... We have accumulated a surplus of apples for this fall season. Mm hmm We picked 40 apples. Why? So, let me paint a picture for you. We arrive at the farm. It's cute. It's fall fest. There's children everywhere. There's a man in a wizard costume. Mm hmm uh, Pumpkins, ghosts, obvious. the whole lot. We're like, hey, where do we go to do the apple picking? The guy's like, all right, go across the street, pay the guy at the truck. Great. We go. We go to pay the guy at the truck, we're thinking. So, Elle, when you go apple picking, what is, what is the pay setup? How do you pay for apple picking? You pay by pound. Mm -hmm. And what, you pay like five, ten bucks to like get the baggie? Maybe. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I went apple picking. So, historically, I found that they make you pay a little bit of money to go to account for all the apples that you're going to, you know, like throw and drop and eat and whatever. And then you pay by pound. Yes. Okay. This yeah. was... $30 for an empty bag. But could you fill it? Yes. Okay. We could fill the bag. And we're like, great, we're going to go. Apple picking fun. We'll get our apples. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. We go up this hill. We, we've crossed the street, paid at the truck. Now we're going up the hill. Mm -hmm. None of the trees have apples. No. There's not an apple in sight. What the heck? We are walking. Our empty apple bag is waving in the wind. Uh-huh. 
no apples. We're looking at people with bags full of apples and we're like, where, where are they getting the apples? Where are the apples? Because we don't see them. We find an apple here or there. It's rotted. There's a bug coming out of it. It's mm. fallen on the ground. It's got a weird spot on it. Like, mm-hmm. none of these apples are even remotely worth taking home. So we're hunting. We're on the hunt. We're gonna we're gonna find these apples. We're, we paid thirty dollars for these apples. We're gonna we're gonna get some. So we start taking all and any apples that are like 70 percent okay. Mm-hmm. We're like yeah, I'll just I'll just cut that gross spot out of it. It's fine. Uh-huh. We are climbing trees. We are climbing to the tops of the trees to get all of the apples that nobody else could reach. <laughs> We are in the thick of the trees, sticking our heads up going, is that an apple up there? So we we fill our bag with, like, the apples that don't get bought at the grocery store. Yeah. These apples don't even make it to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. We start walking back, and we realize, back across the street, is another set of apple trees. Uh... And we're like, let's let's empty out some of our worst apples. Uh-huh. And go go take a look at those apples. So we go to my car, we like take the top third off our bag of apples. They're sitting in my trunk, you know, they're bruised and sad looking apples. Uh-huh. And we walk over to this second apple patch, the one that's not across the street, the one they didn't tell us to go to. But it's clearly part of the same apple picking setup because the people there have the same bags that we're hunting apples with. Hundreds of apples. <laughs> Every tree has more apples than you could ever want in your lifetime. I was like, if we had started, we would have been done at one tree. Yeah. We could have picked one branch of apples and we would, we would have had nice apples too. Yes. So because we were in this mode of Get every apple you can. We continued to pick every nice apple until our bag was full again. Mm-hmm. And when we came home, we counted the apples. And we had picked 40 apples. You, like, can't eat those. I'm gonna bake them. Yeah. So far, I have made apple muffins. And mini apple pies. And I think I'm just going to... Apple pie was a a real quick way to get rid of the apples. Very true. I think I'm going to go buy some pre-made pie crust and make a lot of pies and just give them away. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you want pie? I don't really eat pie. You want (laughs) apples? If you can get them here, I'll take some apples. What you could probably do is, like, pre-make a pie and Mm -hmm. freeze it. And keep it for Thanksgiving. Mm, I probably could do that. Would you take it? I don't eat pie. Would your mom eat it? My family would probably eat it, yeah. All right, I might, if I can make room in my freezer, I might do that. Okay. I don't have a pie dish, so there'll be mini pies, but... That works. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I've been. How have you been, Al? Um, I've had a very boring week. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's been, like, weirdly cold here. Like, it's October, and it's already, like, not getting above 50 degrees some days. That's colder than it is here. Right? And I'm significantly more north than you. Yeah. 
You're like 12 hours north of me. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. I don't mind it getting cold. I'm much more used to the gradual decrease in temperature um, instead of like it was 90 last weekend. Oh. It immediately went down to like 50s. And then so it was like 50 degrees-ish all kind of week. And then today it's 80 again. Yeah, okay, so a similar pattern here where my friend came and it was like high 50s, low 60s, high 40s in the nighttime. And it's like, yeah, that's that's October in New England. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, 72. Today, 77. Not that I'm getting to enjoy it. Um, tomorrow, it's going to be 58 as I. So it's just going to drop 20 degrees. Between yeah, it's now doing and the same thing here. Yeah, it's weird. Like, last week has been because of Hurricane Ian and like the remnants of that. But like, I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. Oh, that's a funny story. I don't actually know if I've told you this. So my friend who came to visit me lives in Florida. Uh-huh. And, and he was outrunning Ian, yeah. Oh, he was outrunning Ian, absolutely. But so he came up on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, he calls me and he goes, so I almost impulse bought a plane ticket to come see you. And I was like, oh, why? Mm-hmm. He was like, because um, I'm starting to get worried about this hurricane. And he, he was on the side that didn't get hit as bad, but okay. when when it was approaching, it was still a question of like, is it absolutely going to wreck all of Florida? So he was like, yeah, if I had thought of it a couple days earlier, maybe like given myself and you more notice, maybe it would have done it. I'm like, oh, like I'm not doing anything this week. Like you can come if you want. And he's like, no, no, no. Like I have, I've got not, there's not enough time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Wednesday morning, I get up, I get out of the shower. It's 930. I go, I go into work late on Wednesdays and my phone rings. Tim, hello? Mm-hmm. I'm coming to see you. <laughs> what? <laughs> on that phone call, he bought a plane ticket for six o'clock that night. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, All right, I'll see you at nine. Yeah. My God. I, I came home from work, ate dinner and went to go pick him up at the airport. Yeah. I would love to know how much he spent on that ticket. 500 round trip. That's actually pretty good. It was not bad. It was really, it, like, it wasn't a cheap flight, but it wasn't horrific either. Especially for, like, around a hurricane where everybody's trying to GTFO. And also last minute. Yes. Like, I'm trying to buy a ticket for February and yeah. I, or even April, and they're all super expensive, and I yeah. just hate it. That was part of the reason he ended up coming, because he, like, looked at flights again and was like, oh, it's not horrendous. Yeah. Um, and then the airport closed the next day. Mm-hmm. So he got out right in time. Yeah. Um, I will say, I've been thinking about something all week that I meant to ask you last week. Oh? And it, it leads us into our spooky, spooky times. Oh, I'm ready. I don't know. Okay, we have known each other for over a decade. <laughs> I don't know You're... if we talked about this. <laughs> But do you actually believe in ghosts? Here's the thing. Uh-huh. I do not actively believe in ghosts. I'm not thinking like the ghosts are walking around. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't not believe enough to try and like fuck with it. <laughs> You're not going to catch me walking in a haunted house. Like a real haunted house. A Halloween one I'll go to, obviously. Right, right. Um, but like... See, I'm the I'm not walking around the Queen Mary with a Ouija board and trying to do a seance, you know? Like, I'm not going to try and invite that into my life. Just 
some wrong. Fair. <laughs> I'm kind of the opposite. I would absolutely go into a actually haunted house, whereas I don't want. I hate haunted houses where it's people scaring you because I will fully punch them. So dear listeners, this is the thing that confuses myself and our dear friend Carter about all all the time is that all three of us like Halloween. We like spooky things. We like scary stories, but Elle will not watch scary movies and will not do like actually scary Halloween stuff. And all the time we're like, oh my god, the new Halloween scary movie is coming out. Let's go see it. And I was like, nah, I don't fuck with that. And we're like, what do you mean? I don't, yeah. I just don't. It doesn't fit your personality. You love spooky. Your house is decorated with spooky things. Like year round. (laughs) (laughs) I have a skeleton doing yoga that is just sitting on my like TV stand right now. Our friend Jamie sent us a TikTok of a wine glass with a ghost sitting at the bottom, and Elle went out literally maybe an hour later to go buy it. I had to go to, like, four stores for that, too. (laughs) And it was $8. It was ridiculously expensive for a singular wine glass, at least when it comes to my life and my budget, but I couldn't. It wasn't, you could not wait for that to go on sale. It wasn't going to stick around. No. So I had to buy it. Anyway. We we love the paradox you are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do believe in ghosts though. Fun you do. But you are going to go into the real haunted house? Yeah. See, I don't necessarily think um, that like ghosts are bad. Um, I'm sorry. I'm looking sorry. for the... Um, <laughs> I'm okay. raising my leg like a dog peeing because I have hives everywhere. Jesus Christ. Um, so I I believe in ghosts for two reasons. Okay. Um, number one, and you're gonna fucking die over this. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Is uh, the law of conservation of energy? <laughs> Science backs ghosts. It does, because if you think about it, like, whether or not you believe in, like, the soul of a person being an actual thing and whether or not, like, afterlife or whatever, the law of conservation of energy says that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. So that energy that, like, leaves our body when we die... So you can't admit that we don't like lose something when we die. Remind remind me again what your your collegiate degree is in. Forensic science and biology <laughs> and archaeology. <laughs> does does that energy not just go to decomp? But like decomp <laughs> is coming from the microorganisms that live in our bodies. They mm-hmm. still survive. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I, my my major was not in biology and forensic science, so we've we've reached the extent of my academic knowledge here. Yeah. But I feel like if anyone's gonna know, it's gonna be you. I don't know. I think that's part of a like I fully don't I mean there could be an afterlife or whatever, but I don't really care. So I don't know if it's going somewhere else 
Mm, interesting. It's, it's got to go point. somewhere. So it's just kind of like, it's the concept of like, we're all stardust and we're all made of things that come from elsewhere around us, um, which is a Carl Sagan uh, idea, the we're all stardust kind of thing. Um, I I choose to not question the universe like that because I will be wrong. Right. No matter what you say, you're wrong, right? They just found... Did you see that new telescope? The James Webb telescope took a picture. <sighs> James Webb telescope. And this the galaxy is... galaxy that looks like a spider web? Or our no. galaxy that looks like... Oh. Not that. Um, I'm gonna really ruin the explanation of this because I saw it a while ago. But it was basically they saw a picture of something mm-hmm. that like based on our current model of how the universe and the big bang was the -hmm. thing we were looking at was too old Mm. it was like had to have been created before when we decided the big bang happened Mm. so like our current running model of the creation of the universe cannot be 100 percent correct or we're misinterpreting this image right so it could be both. I mean, and I was actually talking about this at work, weirdly enough, which my work has nothing to do with astronomy, but my coworker was like, I just don't get the Big Bang. I don't know how it works. And like, fair enough. I don't really know either. Physics is not my strong suit. Um, my physics professor just kept leaving every 10 minutes to smoke. So <laughs> really just swell guy. Love him. He was great. Um, so I don't really get it either but um it is in like undeniably it is still only a theory yes but it is a theory in which evolution is a theory like it happened the details of it are just a little that are something we're always fuzzy learning so i was ready to throw hands at work yesterday oh no on a child oh no (laughs) she great kid She's awesome to work with 99.9% of the time. So she sits down at my desk and she goes, do you think cavemen were the first people or cave people were the first people? And I was like, well, there's like a lot of different types of people that came into the earth at like different times Mm -hmm. that we have like records of. And they weren't necessarily called cave people. Like we have a lot of different names for them. Um, and we have records of that from like a few million years ago, you know, giving my like best, I'm, I'm a science professional answer. Uh huh. Um, but explaining it to a small child and she goes, no, they're tricking you. The first guy's name was Adam. Oh no. And I was like, I'm cutting this off right here. This is, this is no, like when my kids ask me things that are like intellectual questions, I like to entertain them, even if it's not like necessarily what our goals are working on because I think that I don't know learning is good learning is good yeah and I was like we're going right back to the book we were reading like yeah I'm not getting into this with you honey no and it's like at that point you don't even want to kind of breach that kind of idea no of like their religious upbringing versus science right I was like I don't know like you go to catholic school but obviously because you're learning that in school but Mm -hmm. like I don't know how into that your family is I'm not gonna challenge that like I have kids I don't know I grew up catholic I have kids that'll like ask things about Jesus and I will respond with my limited knowledge of like things inside the Jesus scope 
or like I have kids that like are not Jewish that will ask about Judaism things and I'll be like oh well I don't know but the therapist down the hall is Jewish why don't we go ask her Mm -hmm. um but like if you're gonna straight fact be like Adam and Eve were the first people I'm gonna be like we're we're not doing this today yeah so out of my scope yeah yikes do you want to know the second reason I believe in ghosts? Yes. Because I have had experiences. I don't know what tune that's supposed to I don't know what you were going for there. I was going for the X-Files, and then I quickly realized I don't know what the X-Files theme sounds like, despite the X-Files currently being paused on my TV. Wait, what are you watching the X-Files on? It's on Hulu. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know what it was on, but I've been wanting yeah. to watch it. Anyway, yeah, that's what we decided to watch this week. We were like trying to come up with something we would both like, and we were like, we could watch The X-Files. The X-Files is good. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you want to hear about my experience? I do. Uh, first, I want to go blow my nose and change into a t-shirt. Okay. I'll be right back. Please hold on. I am back. Welcome back. I put popcorn in the microwave. Okay. Because there's nothing quite like popcorn for a scary story. Oh. My story's not very scary. But (laughs) I hope you're... Okay. So, (laughs) I'm at work, and I work in a really historic area. There's lots of old houses... I work near an old house, but not in one. Um, My building was built in the 60s. It's not a, you know, big deal. (laughs) But it is, like, on the property of a house that's been around. Or, like, a property that's had a house on it from the early 18th century. And so, we've, like... My boss has always told me stories. He's been there for 30 plus years. So like he's told stories about how he's like heard things and things move around and you can't find something and the next day. It'll be like on your desk. And I'm like, okay, weird, but nothing was really happening Um, to me. I hadn't noticed anything, but I have to go save my popcorn. I'll be right back. Oh my God. Okay. I'm back. Have you rescued your popcorn? I did. Would you like some? I would love some. I love popcorn. Go make popcorn. I only have um, the popcorn that you make on the stove and it takes too long. Uh, I have a long story. You might need popcorn. Yeah, I will survive. Um, So I'm at work and me and my other coworker mess with each other all the time. It's It's what we do. And so I'm cleaning up something and something flies by me. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, why are you throwing shit at me? He's like, I didn't do that. We were like going back and forth. I was like, no, are you serious? Like you, you just threw that at me. He's like, no, I swear to God, I didn't. And eventually my boss like pipes in because he was busy talking to somebody else. And he's, he was like hearing what was happening. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, I was cleaning this up and this thing flew past me. Like somebody had thrown it at me. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I thought my coat, like my other coworker had thrown it at me 
And he's like, might have been the ghost. And I were like, uh-huh, yeah, maybe it was a ghost. And then I come the next day. So we're at the next day. I had gone to lunch. My coworker, who I had accused of throwing this thing at me, um, had, had been the only one in the uh, building. But, like, guests were coming in and talking to him. And he, I get back from lunch, and he's like, you will never believe who was here. And I thought it was, like, somebody that came asking for me or something. Um, and he's like, no, 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 no. A medium came in. Shut the front door. And I was like, shut up. You're you're not serious. And he's like, no, swear to God. Uh, like, she walked in. She was talking to me for a while. When other people left, she was like, I just wanted to say I'm a medium this building was calling to me and like I felt a presence here and so I decided to come in and um her name is Marie and uh she just wants you to know she's here oh like, but like in a nice way or in a scary way in like a nice way like she just wants us to know she's there oh hi Marie please yeah. stop throwing things I literally I talk to her now um but, like, since that's happened, she's, like, banged on the wall when I'm talking on the phone. Like, and I thought, again, it was my coworker, and he flat out denies it. The other day, he was outside looking up at the second story, and he's, like, he yelled to our boss, who's in the building on the first floor, and he's, like, who's in the attic? And my boss was, like, no one, I'm the only one in here. He had seen somebody walk across, <laughs> which we see, like, <laughs> relatively frequently. So. No, thank you. Yeah. Reasons why I believe in ghosts, because I kind of have to. They annoy me. Well, you know our friend Jordan? Yeah. Used to see ghosts in his house all the time growing up. Really? There was a lady in a yellow dress with a baby who, like, used to walk around the foyer. And there was also a cat. Hmm. So... Spooky. Spooky. Man, it's going to be a real letdown when I inform you all that my story today is not a ghost story. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to reach for my water, but it means I have to do a sit-up. I'm so disappointed about that beer. I'm disappointed for you. Mm-hmm. All right. I have three more of them. Oh, God. Okay. Shall I tell you a scary story? Yes, please. I think I have to blow my nose again before I do that. (laughs) Just bring the tissues. Okay, so this story is not necessarily a paranormal story, and it's not necessarily true crime either. Okay. Okay. It's more just kind of really creepy and eerie and scary. Mm. So I'm going to real quick give a trigger warning for gory description and conspiracy. Elle is ready to go. I'm so excited. (laughs) All right, let me pull up my notes pages. I might be doing a fair bit of reading because it's a long story. That's okay. Okay. So my source for the like narrative of the story itself is from all that is interesting.com. Oh, we love. And this is the story of the Dilatov pass incident. 
Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, but I always forget what it is. Oh, no. Oh, tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Cue cue some eerie music in post. (laughs) Is that the Wicked Witch from Wizard of Oz? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Also, all of these names are Russian, so I'm really, really sorry if I get them wrong, but I'm going to do my best. Mm-hmm. All right. In January of 1959, Igor Alexievich Dilatov led a journey to reach the peak of a mountain in the northern Urlis of Soviet Russia. He was accompanied by a team of eight experienced hikers. Based on pictures found on their camera, it was determined that they had lost their path from low visibility in the snowstorm and were walking away from Oriton, where they were headed, and onto the slopes of a nearby mountain. Is this in Russia? I think so. What? When will people learn? You don't go outside in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Never, apparently. Napoleon and, like, <laughs> the Germans in World War II would have told them that. Nope. Because it always stops them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, on the slopes of this mountain, in the language of the local indigenous people, they had called it Death Mountain. Or, sorry, sorry, Dead Mountain. And this is where they made their camp. The hikers were never seen again. (laughs) They were found dead weeks later, and there's photos of the hikers in the snow from February 1st of 1959, the date it's suspected that they had all lost their lives. When investigators found their bodies weeks later, they found that the tent had been cut open from the inside and was almost completely destroyed. Majority of the hikers' belongings had been left at the abandoned camp, including their shoes. <sighs> Following footprints a mile to the edge of the nearby woods, they found the first two bodies of hikers. They were found wearing only underwear. Mm-hmm. These were the bodies of Yuri Krivonishenko and Yuri Doroshenko. The next three bodies were found en route back to the camp from the woods. These were the bodies of Zenita Kolmogorova, Rustin Slobodin, and Dilatov himself. Although investigators claimed the bodies showed no sign of damage other than what would be explained by hypothermia, Doroshenko was found a brown-purple color with gray foam coming from his cheek and gray liquid from his mouth. Oh, I'd never heard that detail. The two hikers found by the woods had their hands scraped away and the branches immediately above them had been snapped off the tree as if they had been climbing up to try and get away from something. Additionally, Slobodin had suffered head injuries that seemed like he had fallen and hit his head repeatedly. Kolmogorova had a large bruise on her side in the shape of a baton. None of each of them were fully dressed and some were wearing each other's clothes. Two months later, investigators found the bodies of the other four hikers buried in the snow in a ravine that was 75 meters further into the woods. These were the bodies of Nikolai Thaibu Brignols. He had suffered damage to his skull just before his death. Lyudmila Dubinina and Semyon Zolotaryov had large chest fractures. Investigators determined that these were caused by a force that would have been similar to that of a car crash. Dubinina was missing her tongue, eyes, some of her lips, facial tissue, and some of her skull. Oh. Alexander Kolvatov was also found in the ravine, but he had not suffered the same damage as the other three found in that area. 
Uh It was suspected that they had each died at different times and that the hikers had tried to use the clothes of those who had died first, and that's why they were wearing each other's clothes. Okay. Some of those clothes that they found were also mildly radioactive, creating even more questions surrounding their deaths. The government quickly closed the case and claimed that they had died due to exposure for being inexperienced and had posited that an avalanche had caused their demise. Note again that these were experienced hikers who headed out on to this expedition. The Soviet people initially suspected that that they had been attacked by the local Mansi tribe, but this didn't hold much weight since they were a generally peaceful group and that the injuries didn't appear to be caused by human fighting. Again, they said that those chest fractures had been chest fractures had been caused by something about the force of a car crash, which was much stronger than any human could cause on their own. There were also no footprints other than those of the hikers. Yeah. Investigators suspected a sudden avalanche, although the area didn't show any signs of an avalanche. And I feel there like was... somebody would have heard an avalanche. Like mm-hmm. avalanches are loud. Yes. There was no damage to the tree line. They found no debris. The terrain wasn't the kind that typically fostered avalanche conditions. There had been no avalanches reported before or after the Dilatov Pass incident. Mm -hmm. So there's one sort of supernatural theory Mm -hmm. that armchair (laughs) investigations came up with, which is a mank, which is a Russian yeti. Okay, I was like, it's got to be a yeti. (laughs) They didn't know um, these Russians had their own. Russians have their own Yeti. Um, a popular theory is that people suspected that there was a secret radioactive weapon because of the radiation found on their clothes. Yeah. And although that the radiation would have been much stronger had been the case, this theory is popular as there was another hiking group about 50 kilometers from the Tylotov Pass that reports seeing orange orbs flying through the sky that night. Oh, come on. Well, do they think the orange orbs are the source of the radiation? They think that the orange orbs were coming off of, like, a radioactive weapon test. Mm. People suspected that sounds of the explosions would have caused the hikers to rush out of their tents in fear suddenly and without properly dressing and trying to then take cover in that tree line. Mm Mm-hmm. In fact, the chief investigator on the case said that he believed the flying spheres were in direct connection to the hiker's death in 1990, but then the censorship board of the USSR forced him to stop investigating this theory. (laughs) What a surprise. Yeah. Um, The government eventually closed the case, and the final decision was that it had been caused by, quote, a compelling natural force. Mm. So, covered up. Yeah, so, like, (laughs) it wasn't the government no but But the case was reopened as recently as 2019 really but only to distinguish between several natural disasters they were trying to decide if it was an avalanche snow slab or a hurricane and it was closed again claiming an avalanche sorry (laughs) is russia known for its hurricanes (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) <laughs> like that seems okay. I don't know what a snow slab is. Um, oh, I'm gonna look that up right now. Snow slab. Uh, I have more on the snow. Snow slab, slab is. Oh, you have more. Okay. I have more on the snow slab. So basically, I wanted to get more 
details from other sources. And what I found quickly is that people really like to investigate this case and that there is endless articles and investigation and theory about it. Uh Um, If you go to dilatovpass.com, there's like a ton of articles and interviews. (laughs) Yeah. There was one interview that I skimmed that was like, from someone who was involved and from someone who was working at the morgue where they were debating were there nine hikers or were there 11 hikers? And they were saying that there were like more women than they said there were and that they came in at different times than it was reported that they found the people. But then they were also saying, oh, but watch this interview to see that like the state of mind of the person being interviewed might not have been so coherent. Right. So it seems like it's messy. Oh, yeah. Um, as recently as August 29th, 2022, oh there was a forensic expert who claimed that the footprints were made by people that were wearing shoes and not people who were shoeless. Okay. But then that doesn't really explain why they were, f- quote, found shoeless and why all the shoes were still in the tent. Mm-hmm. But they, like, gave a forensic expert pictures of the scene and didn't tell him what it was from. And he was claiming that the people were shod. Yeah. Or shooed. Um, when, when, what date? This is like February. This, mm-hmm. the, like this the dead of winter. Dead of winter. Like they wouldn't have had alternative shoes, I don't think. No, no, I don't. I think unless they're, unless they're saying that like somebody is like murdering them or I don't know, aliens or something, because I'm sure people have brought up aliens, too. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, like, and then, like, covering it up by basically getting rid of all that footprints and adding some in, but they didn't uh... get their shoes off. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Adding a new conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, being the science people that we are, uh-huh. Nature.com oh. released an article in 2021 okay. called The Mechanisms of Slab Avalanche Release and Impact in the Dilatov Pass Incident in 1959, written by Johan Guam and Alexander M. Puzren. So I'm, let me see. I might just read straight from this so that I don't botch it. Okay. So... The mountain slope at the location of the tent is highly irregular. Around 100 meters above the tent, there is a shoulder which separates a rather flat plateau and a steeper slope below. This slope consists of four to six meter high steps, and the tent was installed below one of them, where it was easier to make a cut in a locally flatter slope. The choice of the tent location was also likely driven by the fact that the larger scale shoulder would protect them from the strong winds. In reality, the choice of this location could have contributed to the accident. Small-scale topographic variability resulted in a locally steep, weak snow layer, while the large shoulder contributed to significant wind-driven snow accumulation above the tent, eventually leading to an instability. What that means in less thick science terms is basically they parked their tent under a shoulder, like in a step in the mountain. Mm-hmm. And then the wind, I think, created basically like snow drift yeah. that built up. And then that whole piece cracked off and fell. 
Okay. So it wasn't like a whole mountain avalanche. It was like there was snow buildup not supported by anything and they were under it and then that would have fallen on them. Okay. So another part of this says a slab avalanche caused by progressive wind-blown snow buildup on the slope above the hiker's tent. There's a combination of irregular topography, a cut made in the slope to put the tent, and subsequent deposition of snow induced by strong catabolic winds. Hmm. Contributed after a suitable time to the slab release, which caused severe non-fatal inter- severe non-fatal injuries in agreement with the autopsy results. Okay. I don't know if that accounts for, like, the weird coloration and the goo and the foam. Yeah, that that is weird to me. Yeah. That I don't know what any of that is about. Like, I think it makes sense for, like, the baton bruise and the chest fractures, right? Because if you have, like, big hunks of snow falling from the sky, Mm -hmm. like, that's going to hit you. Oh, yeah. But it also doesn't make sense why that, like, one girl's eye and tongue and part of her skull was missing. Yeah, unless, like, not to get, I mean, we already put the trigger warning for Gory. But, like, I don't know what kind of animals survive the Russian winter. That was my thought as well. Not much. Because a lot of times um, scavengers go for like the eyes and the mouth first and the facial tissue, A, yes. it tends to be exposed and B, it's itself. Right. So when I read that her eyes and her tongue were missing, I was like, oh, well, something just ate them. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, well, what's really out in the Russian tundra? One. Yeah. Didn't they just say she was like scavenged two wouldn't they have just said that because that's a pretty like palatable answer Mm -hmm. and three why was no one else scavenged upon very true right like none of them were found alone they were either found in like groups of like two to four Mm -hmm. why would she be the only one that had been scavenged if she was found with other people oh my god yeah that's very true also, in this article that I was reading, there are pictures of them, and it is ugh, yeah, no. not not fun to look at. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> weirdly, <laughs> them being naked is the like least weird thing about this whole thing. Oddly enough, they're yeah. not naked in any of the pictures, though, which I found interesting. Uh, are Although- they like? Covered up by sheets? Is it like no? A- they're like in coats and stuff. But they did say that some of them were wearing. Like, the clothes of the others. Right, yeah. Let me go back and look. Mm-hmm. But, like, so say it is hypothermia. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a, con- a, a thing, um, a phenomenon, that's the word I'm looking for, that, like, it's called paradoxical undressing. And basically, if you are severely hypothermic, you start taking off your clothes. Yes. So they so- also mentioned that. Yeah. Um, and what the article's response to that was, was that why would they, like, that would make sense if their clothes had been, like, abandoned near mm-hmm. them, but why would they have undressed in the warmth of their tent? Right. I just sent you the article um, in Facebook Messenger, huh. if you want to take a peek at some of the pictures. I always want to take a peek at the pictures. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The first picture. Yeah. Horrific. They're really bad. Yeah. See, that's the other, like, 
<laughs> if we're going back to my little paradox, um, I can look at like crime scene photos and stuff like this, no problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't freak me out. But you can't watch The Nun. Uh, no. I also can't watch The Nun, but that's because I don't think it looks like a very good movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Before you all come for me, I like The Conjuring. I just think The Conjuring universe is a little excessive. Ugh, they just keep doing more. I know. I've got a lot of issues with um, the Halloween universe, too. There's just too many of them. There's just too many. I really want to know what the story is with the the gray foam. Me, too. I didn't find anything else on that. Not that I looked too hard for that specifically, but... Yeah, I mean... There was... I briefly skimmed something where they were talking about maybe they were part of, like, a drug testing situation. You know what? The government loves to test drugs. <laughs> Ew. Which one? Ew. The the bodies of Kolivatov and Zol... Basically, it looks like their eyes are full-on missing. Uh, Very creepy. Me... It looks like a mess. It's right after common theories about what caused the death. That love pass incident. Have I been pronouncing it wrong the whole time? I have no idea how to pronounce it. Okay. <laughs> Even though you've said it multiple times and I think you are correct, I don't remember. I've been saying Dilatov. I don't know if that's accurate. Don't think it's Dilatov uh, because the L is after the T. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I've really botched this. Di- Dietlov? Wow, I really botched it the whole time. Can we... Can we um, patch over me with the correct pronunciation? <laughs> you have a lot of hope in my skill. Mm. Hold on. Diet love. Diet love. Ugh, I was so close! <laughs> I just didn't look at the word close enough. That's fair. I never look at words close enough. <laughs> I was oh so focused God. on the names, I didn't even get the name of the pass right. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, anyway, that's so creepy. I'm yeah. I'm never going to stop. I'm about to go babysit a 12-year-old. And I'm going to be thinking about this gray foam and goo. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't. Like, there are some 12-year-olds who would be highly interested in this. You. I would have been one of them. This girl is not that. (laughs) So I can't even be like, I need you to hear me out here. No. Oh my god. So do you think it's a yeti? Or was it an avalanche? Do Do you believe in cryptids? I think... I think, what do I think? I don't know what I think. I feel like if nature.com is saying it's a snow slap, it really easily could have been that. Yeah, I, and that I kind trust. of makes sense mm-hmm. if it's a snow slab specific like avalanche. Yeah. Because the, it seems much smaller, so it wouldn't be loud. You wouldn't have people like reporting it. And then thinking about like maybe it blocked the like entrance to their tent, so mm-hmm. that might cut it open. That would make sense why they were trying to climb up into the tree. Yeah. Uh, but, like... Like, if they were running from it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them tried to get to higher ground. Mm-hmm. And then they kept the other ones kept going into the woods to try and get away from it and maybe fell in the ravine. Mm-hmm. Was the guy who had, like, smashed his head in multiple times in the ravine? Let me see. Let me check my notes. Because, like, that might make sense. Otherwise, I don't know. Or maybe he fell out of a tree and was, like, bonking every branch on the way down. Sorry, I'm looking. I have, like, seven pages of notes here. Better than me. <laughs> I mean, it's in font size 20, so I can read it. Oh, fair. <laughs> Wait, do you put your contacts in even when you're sick? Yeah. What the fuck? I literally just put them on for pod. Oh, okay. Because I don't like how it feels on my face. It feels weird. Two months later, investigators found the bodies of... In the ravine, yeah. Okay. He was in the ravine. That that makes sense. Right, like he might have tumbled. Yeah. Interesting. And that makes the car crash damage make sense. Mm-hmm. The baton shape could have been like a branch that got caught up in it. Yeah. I don't know why some of the skull on the one person was missing, though. Um, you know? Okay, I'm having a really bad deja vu right now. <laughs> why? Because I feel like... I've definitely heard this on a podcast before, and I think this is the part that, like, was really confusing. Like, where... What happened to the skull? Right, like, I could see the skull breaking. Mm-hmm. But then it would have stayed in her head. Did it just blow away when she started to decomp? Well, the thing is, they probably didn't decompose all that much. Because Oh, you're right. And looking at... They didn't decompose because we're looking at their bodies. Yeah. So, like, unless something... Because she's the one who her eyes and, like, facial mm-hmm. eaten, too. So unless something took it, like, was grabbing tissue and... It, part of that skull it had already been broken and like took it mm. <laughs> i don't like it i don't like it i'm googling animals that live in the russian snow i'm trying to find where i want like a picture of where they're at map oh yeah love plat pass map thank you Ooh. Oh, people have posited aliens. Of course they fucking did. See, they're showing me... Oh my god. They're showing me topographical maps, and I don't know how to read that. These are also all in Russian. (laughs) Great. I'm surprised they got as far away as they did. Yeah? From all of it. I feel like... I feel like it's real cold. (laughs) I feel like it's real cold. But I mean, I guess adrenaline in some way is, yeah. you know, if you're woken up by an avalanche, your heart's pumping, you're going. You're going. Oh. Well, now I'm left with more questions than answers. This Net Geo article literally says, this new model doesn't account for everything that happened back then. I was like, what? We may never fully solve the case. Well, then you haven't solved it at all. (laughs) Why? Did they claim to have solved it? You can't solve it all. It's not solved. It's unsolved. No, what we needed was the music from Unsolved Mystery. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably royalty free. We could get that. 
I'm sure. No, actually. But always sunny music is royalty free, I'm pretty sure. Is it really? (laughs) I see it in commercials and stuff all the time. And in their podcast, they were saying, they were like, yeah, we don't own that. (laughs) Nice. I suppose if they didn't make it for the show. Mm -hmm. That was a lovely story. Mm, Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Real freaky. It sounds like it should be sarcastic, but weirdly for me, it's not. I actually (laughs) enjoyed it. (laughs) I was very interested while reading it. I'm a little nervous telling it on the internet now that Russia's on edge. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if somebody from the Russian government is listening to our podcasts, that would be a miracle <laughs> in itself. <laughs> Listen, I'm supporting the Nature article that says, yes, it was an avalanche. It definitely wasn't the government testing missiles. <laughs> oh, but then Hail Putin or something, I don't know. Unless they, like, it was their clothes that had radioactivity on them. Yeah. Maybe they just, like, live near power reactor. Honestly, that was my first thought, too. Like, they probably brought that with them. Yeah. Yeah. I I would want to see if, like, the ground in that area has any traces of radioactivity. They had said, like, if that had, if they had died from a radioactive, like, weapon, like, it would have been way more radiation. Yeah, like, we all get a little bit of radiation all the time. (laughs) In my field, we do live x-ray. Yeah. We have to wear radiation monitors. Nice. Did did I ever tell you how I started getting birthday cards from the x-ray place? No. Yeah. (laughs) There was a year in my life (laughs) where I went to the imaging center often enough where they felt that they should send me a birthday card. Why? don't know why were you going to the imaging center um i think it was when it might have been sophomore year of high school because i was having those chronic headaches uh and then i think i also like fucked up my knee or something in the same year i see i see yeah well that that is our spooky story for this week Mm -hmm. we got it together in time (sighs) I don't know how to end this one. I don't know either. I have to now think of another spooky story. Yes, you do. This one came to me on Reddit. <laughs> nice. Reddit's great. I was going to do the Jersey Devil at first, and then I was like, Elle's definitely heard that story. I've definitely heard that story. <laughs> but I'm always welcome to hear more. Anyway. Anyway. But I have to go. <sighs> I'm going to go outside, but by the okay, time I shower here- and get ready, it'll be sunset. Yeah. Here's my problem with this babysitting. I'm, like I said, it's like a 12-year-old girl, so I'm not worried about keeping her alive. I'm worried she won't think I'm cool. <laughs> when I tell you, when I worked in the school, and sometimes the 8th graders would compliment my outfits, that I never felt cool. <laughs> I'm, like, so nervous for this social interaction. (laughs) What kind of a 12-year-old is she? She likes to drink tea and craft. (laughs) You like those things? I know. So, like, I think it'll be fine, but it's always so awkward. I'm not good at making friends. You just... (laughs) 
She's 12. She doesn't have to be your friend. She just has to think you're cool. (laughs) (laughs) Tell her you have a degree in forensics. Everyone thinks that's cool. Even the guy at TJ Maxx thought that was cool. story did you tell this guy at tj <laughs> me that you were going to a wedding jamie all of it <laughs> for background <laughs> i got invited to a wedding at about 9 30 in the morning that was at 5 30 at night at work it was a couple of co-workers uh, it was a very whoever wants to come. They were sick of rescheduling their wedding from COVID. <laughs> so and I had sent a Snapchat <laughs> that apparently was received while you and a couple of our other friends were at TJ Maxx. Yes. And we were talking about it at the register and just your weird history of vocational study. <laughs> And, and the the cashier had a lot of questions that he verbalized and his boss was giving him dagger eyes and we were like no 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 we'll tell him we'll tell him the whole story if you want to know i will tell you let me tell you about her friend al she's a bit of a weirdo <laughs> oh man or instead of befriending this child you could tell her the diet love past story and absolutely scare the shit out of her true you're like, I if you don't like behave, I'm sending you to Russia. <laughs> it's getting to winter time. <laughs> um, current event question. Is the Ukrainian winter as bad as Russia? Probably. I don't know. I don't know much about Ukraine. Maybe not as bad, because Russia's got all that, like, tundra out in the middle. Yeah, yeah they've got Like, like I would imagine that, like... The winters in the capital are not the same as the winters in the tundra. 100%. There, there's far too much Russia to encompass it in yeah. one. It's like trying to say the United States all has the same climate. Well, I was trying to, for vacation this February, I was trying to look for somewhere to go in like the same latitude. Mm-hmm. La- latitude as mm-hmm. Death Valley so that it would be warmer. And it's, like, in between Yosemite and Kings Canyon. And it is not 90 degrees there in February. No. Nope. And that's very close to the desert. And it's just not the same temperature. No. Yeah. I was in, not Yosemite, but Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. And it gets I cold made, there. Yeah, I made a snowball in the middle of July. I'm not surprised. Because yeah. your elevation is so high. I named him Marley. That's a nice name for a snowball. Mm-hmm. And I did not bring a sweatshirt on that trip. Oh. So I bought a Yellowstone sweatshirt, which I still have to this day. As you should. Like 10 years old. I'd it's like to. Still kicking. All right, we're, we're really tapering. This is not. <laughs> this is not quality content. Your Yellowstone sweatshirt. on instagram at not too personal underscore podcast didn't even have to look it up this time <laughs> um tell us what do you think happened to the people in the diet love pass incident was it aliens was it a yeti 
Was it the government or was it simply the snow? <laughs> it was, they went outside in a Russian winter like idiots. <laughs> Man, we need to talk ill of the dead. <laughs> you know what? There ghosts are in Russia. <laughs> Tell us, do you believe in ghosts? Why or why not? Have you had any experiences? And I hope that listening to this podcast was not too personal. personal. I thought you were going to jump in there somewhere and you just didn't. No. You do the whole thing and I say just a little bit. (laughs) Have a good afternoon, everybody. Bye. Bye. (laughs)